Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Welcome back to Brown Ambition with Tiffany, Aliche, and Mandry, soon to be another last name. You just said um, Mandry. <laughs> oh, I did? Let's, let's rewind do it you back. Know, no, 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 because that, my, do you know, I have friends who call me Mandra because that is, that, that accident happens so often. Really? Like, at my own graduation, both college and high school, um, the person reading my name, because my last name's Woodruff, uh-huh. And when they say Amanda, they start reading Woodruff before they finish. And I think yes. that they, so it's always been Amanda or Amanda Woodruff. I'm not I kidding. can see that. My so, bad. That's you okay. That's my nickname. I'm I'm so used to it. Right. So people always call me Stephanie. I'm like, like Africans what? cannot say Tiffany. They cannot. <laughs> I'm telling you. They're like, ah, oh, Stephanie. You're like, no, Tiffany. Ah, Stephanie. You're like, all right. <laughs> that's fine. Like literally aunts and uncles. They're like, ah, oh, Steph, how are you? I'm like, Steph. So now I have, a, I can't even say Tiff. That's so, kind of yeah. like how a um a native Spanish speaker might say it. They put e in the front of most s yep. words. But I was no... gonna, I was gonna say that it's the native Spanish speakers they do that. Both of them, Africans, uh, West Indians, and Hispanic people tend to call me Stephanie. So that is your linguistic lesson of the day, Brown Ambition. It's important <laughs> to learn languages. <laughs> so you know what? It's we're already almost halfway through February. That's why it's, it sucks that this is the shortest month. But um. No. I, I thought we could kick off the show by sharing a little bit of black history, if you don't mind. Are you down Ooh, for that? Something yes, that I learned today? <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, I, well, one thing I'll point out is, so the NAACP Image Awards were yesterday, so I relived it through my Instagram feed. I don't actually know what channel they come on, but uh, I never actually watched it, but I always tune in for the speeches afterward. Um, so, of course, Hidden Figures won, and they're amazing, but then Denzel won for his role in Fences, and he gave just a really, um, I mean, I feel like Denzel should have been a preacher if he wasn't like a multi-million dollar, you know, award-winning actor, but <laughs> he can preach, you know, and it's like, really? yes, if you haven't, you need to go, I might play a clip of his speech, but um, he just gave an amazing speech. He was like, basically the theme of his speech was that don't let anyone tell you this is easy, it's hard, and if, and I'm glad that it's hard, because if it weren't, like he said, easiness is a bigger threat to success um then uh then difficulty and he's talks about the, he talks about the benefit of challenges and you can just i don't know it just felt like i went to church in two and a half minutes thank you very much thank you thank you very much thank you tennessee williams arthur miller eugene o'neill Edward Albee, August Wilson, 
August Wilson is one of the greatest playwrights in the history of American or world theater. It is a privilege, an honor, a responsibility, a duty, and a joy to bring his brilliance to the screen. I am particularly proud and happy about the young filmmakers, actors, singers, writers, producers that are coming up behind my generation. In particular, Barry Jenkins. Young people understand this young man made 10, 15, 20 short films before he got the opportunity to make Moonlight. So never give up. Without commitment, you'll never start. But more importantly, without consistency, you'll never finish. It's not easy. If it was easy, there'd be no Kerry Washington. If it was easy, there'd be no Taraji Henson, P. Henson. <laughs> if it were easy, there'd be no Octavia Spencer. But not only that, if it were easy, there'd be no Viola Davis. If it were easy, there'd be no Michael T. Williamson, no Stephen McKinley Henderson, no Russell Hornsby. If it were easy, there'd be no Denzel Washington. So keep working. Keep striving, never give up, fall down seven times, get up eight. Ease is a greater threat to progress than hardship. Ease is a greater threat to progress than hardship. So keep moving, keep growing, keep learning. See you at work. Um, and okay. it was nice. He called out all the different names and the actors in the audience and just felt so nice. But what I also wanted to share is I read this article, and I don't know how I missed this last year, but last year this news came out. So everyone knows Jack Daniels, this famous um, Southern bourbon. Mm-hmm. Um, don't Ten- no, I knew Tennessee, I was right? Tennessee? Yeah, thank you. I was going to say Tennessee or Kentucky. I forget. Um, Tennessee, yeah. It turns out, so the 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 history of the company is over 100 years old, I think 150 years old. And, you know, this man named Daniels, who created the whiskey, was always credited for it. But actually, he, um, he this apparently the original Daniels was taken in by a family. And um, the the patriarch of the family is who got him into making whiskey. But it was that guy's slave, a man mm. named Uncle Neris or Neris. Um, who was really responsible for all the methods and the recipe for the original Jack Daniels whiskey. And I never knew that. I think I saw that somewhere. I think I saw an article about that. And I was like, "Mm." yeah, Black Enterprise did another story yesterday on it. That's where I read it. And then I was like, wait, they said it happened last year. So this came out last year um, in the Telegraph of all places. Look at Britain calling Mm. (laughs) calling out America has whitewashed its own history. But, um, yeah, and this guy's descendants um, have been trying to get him more credit for the actual Aww. recipe and all that. But, you know, just kind of reminds you. And, I mean, this was also in the year that, you know, Hidden Figures came out. And you just realize there are these, like, huge moments in history, these huge yep. things that were accomplished. And um, all these nameless people, these nameless African-Americans who don't get credit or didn't get credit. Um, so I just wanted to give a shout out to Uncle Nearest. Um, yes. N-E-A-R-I-S. Although I don't partake in the drink. 
I know, I say, but you know. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, actually, that's funny story. Jack Daniels is like my. Um, everyone has like, if you do drink, you you know you have like your trigger liquor, the one who turns <laughs> you into like a crazy person. Jack Daniels. <laughs> that's your trigger liquor. That's my trigger liquor. Trigger, trigger liquor. That's a dangerous combination of it words is. to say. It sounds really terrible. No, oh, lady, my God. I was somebody, I was wearing like a Detroit, like, sweatshirt. I just started like, sweating. I got so, like, <laughs> nervous. Tri- trigger know, liquor. It, it I'm going to stop like, saying that. Exactly. Oh, I don't it, like it. it. Um, and like it's like funny because it's like the same kind of like play on words. And someone was like, "Oh my God, you have a Detroit sweatshirt on!" I said, "Girl, I love the D." And then I realized, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and I um, said it like so loud, proud, and like and she, she looked at me. We both looked at each other like we're just gonna leave that right there. <laughs> uh, we all have those moments. That's the, that's what she said. Moment, you know. Yes. And then meanwhile, there's some people who are like, "I don't get it." Is that once again? That's one of those you're innocent, and we want to keep you that way so we're not going to explain what that means yeah i don't know so. i feel like our audience is on to us they get it they woke they are woke oh, but um no. i have yeah. i can't wait for the wins because i have an awesome win but i'm gonna save it okay oh did you buy a house no 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 it's not me it's an awesome win for somebody who like i'm like i'm so proud of them oh okay okay good i'm trying yeah. to, i always do that someone's like i have a surprise and i'm like immediately start trying to guess it until i ruin it for myself <laughs> um no. it's a cute little habit so the biggest, one of the biggest things, well, two big things in, in, in women's news today, women's history. So one uh, step backward is that Betsy DeVos was nominated to be mm-hmm. Department of Education Secretary. As a former teacher, Tiffany Aliche, how do you feel having a, uh, a woman of, of, of her, you know, lack of stature and experience being That's in crazy. charge of because education? I, because what, one thing you learn when you're a teacher is you learn how critical it is for the upper levels of, you know, of people who are in education and creating policy, how critical it is that they have at least taught because man, there's no substitute for that. Like there's certain things that you cannot learn without being in the classroom because you're like, oh, for example, um, I'm, I'm working on, you know, like that, that literacy bill with my friend who's an assemblywoman, assemblywoman, um, Angela uh, V. McKnight, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we're working on this financial literacy bill for el- elementary and middle school students that it, they make it mandatory to teach financial education in the lower grades. They already have a, a law in place for high school. So I met with the education committee in New Jersey and the women were like adamant, like they were kind of like pushing against this potential law. And I, Angela asked if I would come and sit with them and talk with them. And so I did. And this is the pushback. It was like the 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 educational day is already too packed. And me being a teacher of 10 years, totally got it. And I explained to them, I know what that looked like to have a new, you know, some sort of new mandate and then having to fit it where, when. And so what I was explaining is that the way I wanted the law to be phrased was not that you have to set aside time in the day for its financial literacy time. Instead was to give teachers the tools to teach, to incorporate it in their their already packed day. So mm-hmm. instead you already have library time. Why can't there be at least three or four books in your library area that, that deal with money? You're already doing counting. Why can't you know that sometimes some of your counting activities include you counting up money? So that, that nuance of like, cause it's so easy for somebody to say, hey, add this new thing to your classroom. It's good for the kids. But as a teacher, you're like, when, how? 
And so that there's if you don't get that, if you don't understand what it's really like to implement these like laws and mandates, because ultimately the teacher has to be the one to implement those things. And she doesn't have that nuanced understanding. And so it's really frustrating because, you know, she's going to make laws and, and or make changes based upon something that she has no idea how that's going to affect the day to day learning of a child. You know, and you can mm-hmm. see the difference. Like, you know, so it's just really frustrating. But I did get a giggle out of her trying to visit a um a public school and them running her out. What like, was that? Here's a video. I will send it to you so maybe we can share it. And they my, booed her? They like protested what? at the school? There's one I'm, guy. Hold, young hold kids today are the wokest of the woke. Like yeah, they, <laughs> on another level. I feel no, like I wasn't. slept through middle school. These kids are like, mm-hmm, Miss Betsy, we, we see you. We know who you are and we have your But well, it wasn't the kids. It was like, I guess some like protesters, so like parents or whatever. And this guy's oh, okay. holding the sign and he's screaming, shame, shame, shame. <laughs> so that's been like, that's been like my hashtag with my friends, like oh. shame, shame. And so he's like basically telling her our schools are not for sale. She looks so uncomfortable. They mm-hmm. usher her to the car. You know, he doesn't touch her or anything, but he's very clear and vocal. But yeah, I'll share the video because I definitely got a snicker like, mm, you thought it was going to be easy? <laughs> well, he, she, he was like you cannot buy our schools shame 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 that's a good title for the podcast today so. shame 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 <laughs> yeah. i don't know i feel like that might turn people away <laughs> like what's happening <laughs> this is the uh, catholic edition of today's yeah. podcast <laughs> exactly. 10 million hail marys for everybody um so the other half of this was so betsy devos was um you know after a highly contested confirmation hearing, finally she was approved. She's in it. We, you know, it sucks, but it's over. But during the course of the week, Elizabeth Warren had a moment for her. You know, I feel like she's like launching her 2020 campaign already. But uh, Miss Lizzie Warren on the floor of the Senate was trying to read the letter from Coretta Scott King, um, uh, uh, criticizing Jeff Sessions. Um, uh, from back in the 80s, Coretta Scott King wrote, King wrote this letter, and while she was reading it, apparently there's some like old rule in the senate mm-hmm. floor that you're not able to disparage actual lawmakers like your your senate brethren or whatever and um they invoke that and kicked her off the floor but there's you know what they say about when you ban a book or when you ban something like there's mm-hmm. you're not by banning it you're only ensuring that everyone is going to read Every, it like yep, way more it, yep. people are going to hear it or read it than ever before and of course what did Miss Lizzie Warren do? I love her. She's my spirit animal in those purple <laughs> pantsuits. I love it. Um, she went outside and pr- pr- proceeded to read the letter on Facebook Live and got like over 2 million yes. views. And it was all over the news. She's got her own hashtag now. Um, ah, let hash- Lizzie speak. Let Lizzie speak. <laughs> let Liz speak. But then, yep. um, and hashtag she persisted is everywhere. I mean, it's gone viral. She st- I got an email from her campaign. Like this happened on a Tuesday. By Thursday morning, I had an email saying, you can buy your she persisted t-shirts <laughs> on Elizabeth Warren. Oh, yes. <laughs> I was like, all right, all right, all right. I mean, the, you know, goes toward her campaign or whatever. But uh, uh, yeah, I just so shout out to, to Elizabeth Warren. And um, I feel like her voice, you know, was absolutely heard in the end. Um, and who was it that Chuck Schumer came in behind her and he was able to read the whole thing? Um, yeah. You know what I, you know, hearing that, I just have to say, I feel a little weird hearing about the, the, the protesting, well, the, the way, you know, Liz, Elizabeth Warren was treated was sort of people were saying, you know, would they have done that to a man because then Chuck Schumer came right behind her and read his letter. And then to hear the, the I mean, I know that Betsy DeVos is like completely inex, unexperienced for this office and all that kind of thing. But I, I wonder if the same sort of visceral reaction would be happening if it were a guy. Exactly. I mean, I don't think Jeff, Jeff Sessions is getting run out of. You know, where if he goes near a yeah. police precinct or I don't know, you know what I mean? I, I no, but I know me, what you mean. And when you said the shame, 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 that made me think of Game of Thrones when 
um, you know, as a nerd, Game of Thrones, there's a there's a central scene that's like famous and the queen uh, is being shamed by this church who has all this power and she's forced to walk naked through the town. And as she walks, they yell, this nun is yelling shame, shame, shame at her the whole way down. And it was sort of seen as like a and she's, you know, in jail in church jail, which used to be a thing, I guess, um, for committing adultery. So it's 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 just fascinating. I mean, yes, there's reasons to completely you know not want her anywhere near our public schools and our you know higher education but i don't know i just i i'm trying to like step take a step back and listen to how how people are criticizing and how they're sort of treating people um uh you know as voldemort is fleshing out his cabinet i mean i think she's like the only woman right yeah well yeah i think so i can't think of any other women in his cabinet i mean so uh, it's just it's 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 interesting, and I'll just I'll just leave it there. Dot dot dot. Hey, BA fam! This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers; they're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. I will I'll give you some update about my, um, I told you a little earlier, we had some update about my house search. Dun, dun, dun. So I've learned so much about this process. Start I mean, what? So, you know, so one, um, for those of you who know, um, Superman and I, I wanted to buy a, um, a house. You know, we just recently were engaged. But one of the reasons why I wanted to get a house, um, it's because when, when we first started dating, you know, I knew I wanted to purchase a house. I had one before when I was like in my 20s and lost it to a foreclosure. And I wanted to do it right the second time around. And as we started to get more serious, I realized, huh. If we purchase the house in the right way, I can really and we can really position Superman, my fiance, to 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 really start a business. And so he works for um, the city where we live in Newark um, for the housing authority. And one of the things he does is that he flips properties and stuff for them. It's like knows how to fix everything. So I thought, well, why don't we get multifamily house since literally this is what you do for a living and he was like I don't want to be a landlord and it took like a year and a half but finally I was like you are a landlord you are a landlord you're a landlord of 300 units so (laughs) what's you know like you're doing it and so I'm like but you know and so we did the math and it wasn't until we did the math that we saw that after basically three multi-family houses it well exceeded what he made as um as working for 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 the city and so not to say that he would quit but at least that was an option for if I decide that I no longer want to work for the city, once we get three properties, you know, I've, I've more than matched my income. So that was like my dream because I, you know, I travel a lot and sometimes he wants to go and can't get off work and he wants to kind of go back to school, but you know, he's raising his daughter, so he doesn't have as much time. Um, so we've been looking for multifamily properties and we wanted to live in Newark because Newark is really starting to 
Um, yeah, pop, honestly. Like, you know, they talk about places starting to transform, and they've been talking about Newark is coming for years, but it's oh, fine. you should coming. have heard. I went to a baby shower yesterday in, all the way out in Long Island, and this crowd of people were talking about Newark. So you better yes. watch out. They're coming. I know. Honestly, it's coming. Mandy, it's like scary. Like scary, but exciting. They're like, so, they have a full foods coming. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, yeah, there's so many. Um, first of all, one, like, you know, the they, 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 it's almost basically here. They have these new apartments downtown Newark for a one bedroom, Mandy, $2,200. What? Newark, New Jersey? $2,200 for a one bedroom? It's crazy because Newark has already has two trains that go directly to New York City. They're building a third. So you're going to have three trains directly to the city. And I can literally from Newark get to Midtown faster than somebody from Brooklyn can. Mm-hmm. And then Newark has an international airport that flies everywhere in the world. So it's already, and then it's right next to a port. It's it's the position of Newark is already per- perfectly positioned. It just the infrastructure was there but not being utilized, and so now they're starting to clean up the neighborhoods. And there's one neighborhood in particular that I particularly like. It's the Weekway section of Newark. It's, it's very family focused. So everybody there has lived there for like I lived here 20 years. I lived here 10 years. Um, during the riots, is one of the few neighborhoods that did not fall victim to um the riot so the houses are beautiful like 1930 1919 and i love those kind of like old houses and uh, many of them have been renovated so we've been looking but it's been discouraging because a lot of the houses have not been kept up so you might find a house for eighty thousand dollars and you're like well i don't know that we have the skill set yet to renovate at this level mm-hmm. or you see a house for like 250 or 270 and you're like really like the floor is pulled up like is, is it even worth this um, so we finally found a house this weekend. Woo woo. So Mandy, it is perfect. I cannot wait for to have you and fiance boo to come. Is it a house or are you doing are you doing like the multifamily? What's it's it a multifamily. And oh, okay. so this is what's so great about it. It's three units. It's in my beloved Weekway section where I want to live. It's two blocks from the park. Weekway is is famous for the Weekway Park. It's a beautiful park that they're even renovating even now, but it's already a beautiful park with a big lake in the middle. Um, so it's super close to the airport. Um, it's three family. Two of the units are already rented. Um, unit one is renting for a thousand dollars a month. Unit two is renting for fifteen hundred. So twenty five hundred. This is already making. Um, so we did the. I spoke to my mortgage guy a couple of days ago, and I said, you know, how much would the mortgage be for this house if we put FHA loan, thirty year, two percent down, current interest rate? Our mortgage would be two thousand dollars a month if we live there. And so. So rent is already making twenty five hundred. Our mortgage is two thousand. So one, we live rent free, and two, we make five hundred dollars a month. Woo woo! And what makes the house so great is that, like online, I didn't even want to go see it because my realtor was like, "Let's go see it," but I said, "No, it says there's only five bedrooms total in this three family house." So I'm like, five bedrooms is not enough. That's just two bedrooms per unit and one bedroom in the unit in the attic." She said, "Let's still go see it." So she tricked me and made me go. I don't know who wrote the listing. It's not five bedrooms total. One unit is five bedrooms, Mandy. Five bedrooms in one unit. And beautiful hardwood floors throughout. I know. So I walk in and I'm like, wait, this place is huge. And then we go and I'm like, oh, so here's one bedroom in the front. That's weird. But there's another bedroom here. And then this bedroom has an office off of it. And then this, there's three in the back. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So one and a half bath, five bedrooms, an office, open concept. But it's still, it was built in 1930, so it has my charm. So if that wasn't good enough, the price of the house is actually like so well, um, so well placed. It's a, a two hundred thirty nine thousand for a three bedroom, three family. That's nothing. And then we went go to the back, and I said, "Well, let's see the backyard." And I was like, "Oh, there's a cute little garden kind of space." I said, "Oh, there's not much of a backyard, but okay." And then behind the backyard, 
there was this little like park and I was like, oh, this is cute. It had like a little slide. And I'm like, oh, this like, you know, it looks like a slide that somebody bought like for their kid. And I'm like, this park is cute, but it seems weird that there's a park behind the houses because how would anybody reach it? Like, how did they get to this park? So she's looking at the listing and she's like, wait, I don't think that's a park. I think that's, that's part of the property. You have a double lot. Mandy, I almost peed my pants. We have a park. <laughs> like literally it's all fenced in. Like it's, we have a park, we have our own park. So like if we have kids, if we don't want to go to the park, the, you know, up the street, like here you go in the backyard and the neighbor, the next door neighbor, she came out. It was funny because um, uh, Superman actually knew her. They, they were old coworkers. And I asked her and I said, this piece in the back, is that ours? She said, yeah. She said, if you look next door where she lives, she's got a double lot too. She said, see all of this back here. She's got her own park. What? And I was like, are you kidding? She's giving out parks to people in Newark? I couldn't believe it. A double lot. It's basically a quarter of an acre. That's how big this property is. What? Meanwhile, Newark has notoriously low taxes. So, like, it's like half the taxes of the surrounding area. So this house is like, you don't understand how I've been like, we saw the house uh, yesterday. Was it yesterday? I believe yesterday. Yep. And put an offer in already. And, like, so I've been calling, like, I was, like, calling all of my, like, my team, my lawyer, my mortgage person. I know they've been annoyed. I'm like, I know it's Saturday. I know it's Sunday. But, honestly, I need this property. Like, where are we going to find this? And is there any what I competition? Love, so this is how God works, if you believe in him, and I do. The good thing Only is, is that... Only if things are going well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's my that's my standard. Otherwise, he ain't real. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't want any angry emails. I'm fine. I know. Continue. So, so this is what, um, this is what um, we found out. So literally the listing was just open two days ago. So we saw it like on the second or third day of that the listing was open and they're only showing the property on Saturdays from 11 to noon. So we went and for whatever reason, this was the first showing and the person on the third floor and on the second floor, they weren't available. So we were only able to see at first the first floor. And as we were leaving, the person on the third floor happened to, like, I guess, come home when we were leaving, and he let us see his apartment. But everyone else that went to go see it, because one, it's not saying five five bedrooms per unit. It's saying five bedrooms total. So a lot of people are not going because they're like, that's too small, you know? So that's one. And then two, um, those who did go to see it, and they're like, whoa, there's five bedrooms in this one unit I'm allowed to see. They're waiting until next week to see the rest of the units. We're like, we're not going to wait. Because next week, it's going to be like a bidding war. So I'm trying to lock it in. So we put in our offer. They basically kind of accepted it. And we're trying to push through attorney review, which is like the, so what happens when you buy a house, you see it, you love it. You tell your your realtor, I want to make an offer. So even before that, you should have your financing in place. So you find a bank that you want to work with, and they give you what's called a pre-qualification letter, which basically the bank's saying, Tiffany's good. If she finds a house, we're going to give her money up to this amount of money. Right. And typically the pre-qualification letter, you, you match it to the house. So if the house is 250, the bank will create a letter specifically for that house saying, yes, we'll give Tiffany 250. And if, if, we, if we find a different house, yes, we'll give you um, money for up to 279, whatever it is that your income and stuff will bear. The bank will, will create a letter specifically for whatever house you're interested in. So every time you see a house, you have to call your mortgage person if you're interested for them to create a new letter. Meanwhile, this is Saturday. I text. David, I emailed him. I called him. He got my letter within 10 minutes. I sent it to the mortgage person. She sent it to them. She sent it to the, um, the buyer's agent and they were like, okay, you know, like, you know, it's full, it's a full offer. So, you know, the next step really is my attorney tomorrow is going to, 
review and submit to say, you know, that yes, Tiffany will, Superman will buy this house pending. There's no lead. There's no, you know, just basic things that you want to put inside um, the letter. And so if they accept that, then woohoo, once you, once you exit attorney review, they can't take in any offers. So right now we're in a very iffy place because mm. they can still take offers, but not too many people wanted to make an offer because they didn't get to see the rest of the house. They're waiting until next week. So if we can lock this up before Friday, it's our house. Um, that's so, and so exciting. That's like, I know. I feel like it's like, like who wants to be a millionaire? And I'm like, eee! so like, which is crazy because tomorrow I, I go take the reel on Tuesday. And so I'm like going to be on a plane for six hours. So I'm like, so many, so many things can happen in six hours. <laughs> you know, so Wi-Fi on planes. I know. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm buying it for the first time. My cheek behind is going to get it. And, um, so yeah, so now we're just I'm just waiting to see what the other side would say. And so it's such such a great learning lesson. My my um realtor came to me today. She knows I really want it and she said, "Okay, here's what could possibly happen. Somebody could say, "Okay, instead of 239, the asking price, we'll give you 242." So she said, "What you can do to combat that is say, she's like you can add an addendum to your offer and the offer would say, if somebody comes to you with a higher price, we will exceed it by $1,000 automatically up to this amount. So today, that's what I had to decide tonight before we got on and, hmm. and take tonight. But doesn't that, like, doesn't that make them want to get another? Like, doesn't that make them want to start a bidding war a little bit? It, well, there, is that I mean, the risk? There is. So that's the risk. The good thing is, is that they can't, they can't say, hey, we got to, they have to show us the other person's offer. Like someone has to come and say, yes, and they, they have to show us the official offer to say this person actually put in for 245. So I my task was to go to my my mortgage guy and I felt so bad because it was like Sunday night. So I was like, hey, David, so the house is 239 right now. And that means our mortgage is 2000 right now. The house is making twenty five hundred dollars a month. At the very least, we want to break even no, no, no money out of our pocket every month. How much house can we buy up to twenty five hundred? And he was like, honestly, the house is two thirty nine. At if the house was two seventy, your mortgage would be twenty two hundred a month. And I said, oh, I was actually surprised. I didn't know you could go that high. So I said, okay, so that's our new max. That so I gave Adrian permission that up to two seventy, she can. That Adrian, um, uh, uh, my my agent, um, Diana. I, I gave her permission that up to two seventy we can match and exceed $100 by someone else's um, bid. Because what that does is automatically they have to go with us. Like, so basically I want this house because it's worth it. Mm -hmm. Because it's already below market. Honestly, Mandy, when I, when I looked online don't to get- tell anybody. I know, I just like, so, well, they don't know where it is. But like when I looked online, the house according to Zillow and Trulia is worth about $314,000. So already, even if we get it for two seventy, it's still built in equity. So I'm like, I'm willing to pay up to two seventy, you know, and still, we still would not, instead of making $500 a month, we would make 300 because our mortgage would be 22 and our income would be 25 and we would live rent free. So either way, it's a win-win-win. So y'all say a prayer that by the time we come live, I'm like, I got a house, y'all. We making money, and you know, from there, this is the, the beginning step for Superman to get the next one and the next one and the next one, and hopefully turn this into a business for himself so he can have more time freedom. And is the idea for like any repairs and stuff is Superman like is that the plan that he'll be able to handle whatever like mm -hmm. if, if it needs work or whatever? Exactly. So that's the be benefit too that <clears throat> anything next level that he doesn't know how to do because he works in that industry, he's got a guy, you know. 
So he's yeah. always like, all my friends call him. Like he's the guy that my friends call when they're like, does Superman know somebody for, you know, next level plumbing? He he knows a guy. And so that's what makes me very comfortable because people don't want to be landlords because they worry about that piece. And that's the piece for us that's already taken care of. So here's my technical question. Um, mm-hmm. uh, how are you guys doing the mortgage? Are you both on it or is one of you on it? How are you deciding Just him. that? So because I had a foreclosure, I think this is the year my foreclosure falls off. So technically I can't qualify for a mortgage. So what I did when I first started dating him, you know how women, we're always planning an event. like, we're getting married. You just don't know it yet. I know I just met you. Um, <laughs> so, so when I first met him within the first six months, I taught him how to raise his credit score from like a 620 to a 750, which is excellent. And then I showed him how to automatically save. So his paycheck that he gets, gets split in like three or four ways. Money goes into his daughter's um, 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 college fund. Money goes into like a savings account for him. And now money goes into what's our joint um, joint savings account for the house. And so he's been saving, saving, saving. Um, and so but so his credit is good. He's worked at his job for like 16 years. He makes, you know, enough. And he's got the money saved that he's been saving for three years. So it's really this this his name will go on and he can add me to the deed but I can't go on financially I can't go on and so what we did was we looked around so if you're brown which you know brown ambition there's a bank called MNC Bank that oh, yeah, I've M- seen them around are they only but are they only in this region I don't know honestly you should google to see because MNC Bank um, the government is forcing them because they 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 um, participated in some discriminatory practices against Latino and um, and um, people, uh, black people. And as a result, the government is forcing them to give money to us. So MNT Bank is going <laughs> to give us money. I know they're going to give us money up to 6% of the loan amount. So it's about, we're going to get about $14,000 from MNT Bank of just money for, toward the house. So you could put it toward the down payment. You could put it toward closing costs, whatever it is. Six percent of the max that they'll give you is about nineteen thousand dollars in total, and so that's why we decided to get our mortgage through them so we can get that free money basically. But you have to. The only caveat is with MNC Bank, as long as it's in your area, is that you have to live in an area where it's over fifty percent people of color. Ah, uh, check that box in Newark. Pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah basically. And so I'm excited check. because. I know. So imagine all of this and even though like our down payment, because we're doing a 3.5% down payment because it's an FHA loan, it's like a little over $8,000. But honestly, technically nothing out of pocket because as far as the down payment, I don't know how much closing costs will be. I'll let you guys know how much they end up being. But we might only end up coming out of pocket for all of this, like maybe a couple of thousand dollars to have a house and not having to pay a mortgage. Isn't that crazy? That is, especially since like this has been like a roller coaster for me just as listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> like two weeks ago, you're like, I'm not getting an income every anymore. It's hard. <laughs> no, but it's been such a roller coaster. That's, That's why I'm awesome. so I'm glad that I'm sharing okay, well, it. I am cautiously optimistic. I'm yes. crossing my fingers. I hope it all works out. It sounds amazing. Yeah. So I guess, you know, they're selling it. Who knows how much money they put into it. But obviously, they're probably going to make, honestly, probably $100,000 on this house. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Okay. I have a thousand more questions, but. Um, so you just follow like, up next week. Yeah, because I just, well, well, I'll ask the big question is, um, what kind of rate did he qualify for, if you don't mind sharing, and have you locked in the rate and how that kind of all works, because people always want to know, when do you lock in the rate? So the rate doesn't get locked in until the offer is, is fully accepted, meaning like you, so once you leave attorney review, so when you make an offer, they can accept it, but it doesn't mean they can't accept other offers. So what happens is you make an offer, they say, okay, this seems cool. Then their attorney and your attorney basically go back and forth. And my attorney might say, 
well, we want to put a clause in there that says if there's lead paint, y'all got to pay for this. And we want to put a clause in there that says it has to be a legal three family. Because what if it's not? And then I can't run out the, the top space legally. So my attorney will want all these clauses or like if the if the in- inspection comes back and there's, you know, like there's, I don't know, you know, an oil tank in the ground that needs to be removed. So she's going to put all these clauses and their attorney is going to go, they're going to go back and forth with basically that's attorneys reviewing the contract back and forth. Once they come to an agreement and both sides say, yes, we like what this legal agreement is saying about the contingencies about buying this house. Once you leave attorney review, you are officially in contract and you can lock in that rate. So our rate is about 4% right now. This is what the this is what the standard rate is. Like this is the lowest rate right now anyway that you can get if you have excellent credit. And excellent is 740 or above. So it's about 4%, but the rates are only going up. So literally it's 4% today. We might lock in, it might be 4.2. Mm-hmm. So right yeah. now, but we're, yeah, we're not locked into a rate right now until you have an official contract and you're locked in, I think for about like 30 days or I'll, I'll find out exactly how long you lock in your rate. But yeah, right now our, our rate is not locked in. So it's like, yay, it's like pins and needles because you're like, well, what if, because in, in this moment right now, until we leave attorney review, anybody can make an offer. Gotcha. And so we're just like, ah, somebody can come in and say, we want to pay 250 That's why we put the addendum in today. Well, up to 270 we're willing to pay 251 252 It's like, mm-hmm. you know, and so, I mean, I have a good feeling about it because now that we're adding this addendum. It sounds like t- perfect. It sounds it like... Is. If it doesn't work out, then there probably isn't a God, I feel yeah. like. <laughs> God, Mandy said that I did it. <laughs> oh, I'm feeling really, really heathenous today. I know. Um, so I want to say one thing real quick. I want to back up because I love one thing that you did, which is exactly what we did when we were shopping for an apartment even, um, is you kind of work the opposite of most people when they buy a house or look for an apartment or whatever. It's like, oh, what's the most I can get? For a, like, how what's the biggest loan, and then I'll shop backwards from there. But you, you were like, here's what I can afford. How much of a mortgage can I get to where I can still afford my monthly payments? And I think uh-huh. a lot of people don't do that, and it's especially important now because, um, you know, to kind of bring it back to Lord Voldemort. Sorry, um, but everyone sort of. I mean, you may not know what Dodd Frank is, but people are talking about how Trump wants to roll back Dodd Frank legislation. Uh. Um, and just to do like a quick explainer on what that is, so Dodd Frank. Uh, regulations went into effect after the recession, after the subprime mortgage lending crisis, and you know millions of uh, homeowners lost their houses and were underwater on their houses. It was a big mess because banks at the time were lending all willy-nilly to people, um, giving people huge mortgages they could never afford, and lying about the per- people's income or leaving their income blank on their mortgage applications. And and it was the bank's fault, but as, it was also like five percent the person's fault for like you know, believing that they could afford this crazy house. And um, so I think it's really important now as Trump plans to roll back these legislations on banks that made it a lot tougher. Basically what Dodd-Frank did, it created the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, which is an agency that's cracked down on tons of uh, financial uh, um, businesses from mortgage lenders to payday loans to prepaid debit cards. Um, They created the CFPB. And it also made it a lot harder for like banks to make easy, easy mortgage loans to people. Okay, um, so I feel like it's really important for people now. Like if if they do roll back these regulations, all like the sort of the kitty wheels are coming off again, and it's going to be a lot easier, I think, for people to get sold huge mortgages they can't afford. Mm. So it's it's even more important to like go in there and know. Know, know your numbers. Know your numbers, and like don't listen to what the bank person says because it's in yes. their interest. To sell you the the biggest, fattest loan possible for the longest term, you know, with the highest highest interest rate. 
Um, so I just want to say that real quick and shopping for a good rate yep. and, and knowing what you can afford, all that's really important because you don't, you can't trust that the bank officer is going to be, um, you know, looking out for your best interests because how often are they honestly? So take a first time home buyer's class. Honestly, that to me, that was when I bought my first, it, it was really helpful. Like, even though I took one before and I bought a property before there was so much new stuff, Mandy, honestly, I'm like, I don't remember this, you know? So taking a first time home buyer's class would be also really helpful because there's so many nuances that you're like, so what happens next? And having a team, if I knowing what I know now, one, take a first first time home buyer's class, make sure you have your budget tight. You've already been working on your credit and your savings plan. This is all before even searching. And then two, having your team in place, like a really great realtor that 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 comes highly recommended. I had a realtor at first, she wasn't that great. She was nice, but wasn't that great. And then so I got I got recommendations from her from people I had knew had just purchased a house. Even my lawyer last night, I was going to go with a lawyer that I used for my first house 10 years ago. And I left him a message. Um, I call. But, you know, it's Sunday. It's Saturday. So I called my friend who is an actual lawyer and I said, hey, Michaela, you just bought a house. I know you're not a real estate lawyer, but who did you use? Because who better to tell you who's a good lawyer than a lawyer? And she told me, oh, I use a friend of mine, Sharon. She's a real estate lawyer. I called Sharon 10 minutes after that. Sharon picked up. I've been on the phone with Sharon four times in, a, in, in over this weekend. And you want a great team. So you want your real estate agent. You want a great lawyer. You're going to want a really great inspection person. So these are people that have to be on your team. And what you don't want is they all are working with each other. Um, like meaning like, I don't want my real estate agent to tell me what lawyer. No, I want to find my own. They should all be working for you, not for each other. So your, your real estate lawyer should not be the person that your, your inspector in, um, suggested to you. They should be separate entities. So, you know, so that way you know that not to say that the people are going to be in cahoots, but just to just to kind of protect yourself against that. But yeah, some of the team members are that a mortgage person that's very responsive. You know, my mortgage person, I mean, he's off. And then son Monday he has off. But I've been texting David all night and he's been on it, sending me my pre-qualification letter when I needed it. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, that's going to be critical. Or do these people move for you? Because if not, if David waited till Tuesday, the house might be gone. Then what? And so, yeah, so that, I mean, I think that if you guys have any help, I feel like we did, we did today's tips through this, but if you guys have any questions, you know, and I can't wait to kind of share, I feel like I really, I, we need to do like a really good, like blog post about this, right, Mandy, like about like the, the steps. Um, I don't know if it's different in other states, but um, about really buying a home, especially if you want to buy a home slash investment property. I don't, yeah, I think it's really important because I don't think a lot of people realize that the mortgage, the home buying process starts before you even go home shopping. Like it starts mm -hmm. months and months and months in advance. It starts like what you said with Superman. It starts with the work of preparing yourself and building your credit and making sure that you're not doing a lot of the, like a lot of the things that are like red flags when you're being like picked apart by a lending, com like a, a mortgage financing company, a bank, whatever you know, hey, you went really ham at the store over Christmas and you have all this credit card debt, you know, mm -hmm. we're not going to approve you. Or, hey, you lost your job or you just started a new job in the last three months. You know, you look like risky. Like people don't um, know all the different things that they can do to kind of like cause bumps in the road. So it's like you have to prepare early. And um, yeah, if, if you guys have homeowners questions, buying a house, whatever, um, you can send those to uh, go to brownambitionpodcast.com, ask us anything tab, leave us a question there. Or email us at brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, maybe we can put something together for people just based yeah, on. 
I think it would be dope, like maybe like a checklist of like the steps of home buying or something like that. I think that would be great. Yeah. I, if, people are just interested. I mean, how many people watch HGTV? Like they don't know. Tomorrow, but I feel like I'm an expert. I'm like, hmm, how much do you have left for your renovations and repairs on the like, property I know. brothers? Um, but you know, and maybe just like a list of free home, first time home buyers classes, resources. I took, I took a seminar, you know, I took the, the Tanya Rapley's, um, or Rapley's. How was it? It was good. I, I think I talked about it. We went, um, sometime That's right. this year mm-hmm. or sorry, last year now. Um, and I, you know, we were nowhere close to buying a house, but it was still really educational. And good. there's a free PDF, like an ebook that the loan officer, um, who works for one of the largest lending, um, companies in the U S called guaranteed rate. He actually just wrote and like a free ebook. I might just post that online. It's an excellent, like primer on just the mortgage process and this like exactly like I said the things you can do to delay the mortgage process the things you should do to make sure it's a smooth process like I I read that you know in like I gobbled it up because it was really interesting it's like all these insider um, experiences from the like right from the source like a mortgage loan officer who's right there in like the trenches with everyone all the time Um, so maybe I'll post that and then if you guys have any questions send them in and who knows maybe I'll get that guy to come on sometime that would be awesome. Offer some tips. But then just learning from your experience, too, is really interesting because you're right in it. I'm in it. And it's a win it. Okay. All right. Good vibes. <laughs> Everyone send Tiffany good vibes. Yes. So now it is time for brown break, brown boost. What you going to do? What you going to do? Brown break or boost. That's nice. I like it. I know, right? I was like, ooh. I was like, in my mind, I was like, oh, what am I going to say? I don't know. And it came out just you as went with I... an oldie but goodie. Yeah, you know, it came out good. So are you going <laughs> to break or are you going to boost? I want to take a boost today. Um, okay. Well, I want to answer. Someone had asked me on one of the social media channels, what was the name of the money app that I gave a boost to a while ago? And it was called Level Money. Okay. L-E-V as in victory, E-L money. Um, and that's the app that I use day to day. And it's it's cool because you don't have to really think about it. It just tells you every day you have $75 left to spend today if you want to stay on budget, you know. And if you spend 80 then it takes five from tomorrow's budget and on and on. So level money. Um, and today's boost, I wanted to – I was thinking of um, sort of what my favorite bank products are. And I just thought, man, I haven't even like really given a shout out to the fact that I love my savings account bank, my Ally savings account. Yes. I know we both use Ally. Um, yeah. You're a fan of Ally, but we haven't given them a shout out. Um, They're bae. <laughs> they are bay. Uh Ally. And then also I'll give a shout out to my former bay, Capital One 360. Ally just narrowly beats Capital One 360. They're both great. Um, but al- online banks um, are just huge. I mean, I don't know why more people don't know about them. It can be, I guess, a little um, nerve-wracking, or not nerve-wracking, but just it's just different to think, okay, yeah. I don't have a bank branch to walk into. There's no person behind the counter. My dad would never, like, do it all. He called me yeah. yesterday. He was waiting in line at the bank. And I'm like, to do what? Deposit <laughs> some money? There's an ATM right outside. He's like, I don't know. My friend Brenda's working today. I want to say hi. Yeah, they do that. Why do they? Yo, my dad does that. He loves many. Brenda. I'm like, you yeah. can still know Brenda and say hi, but, you know, you're not yes. getting any interest. I digress. So online (laughs) banks. So the biggest reasons why I love online banks, online banks means no bank branches, no bank people, lower overhead costs. And that means less fees tacked on to their products. Um, Because a lot of the reason that bank like big bank fees, Bank of America, all the big banks are so freaking high, like they charge you for minimum balance, they charge you for maintenance, they charge you for 
I mean, I had to pay for a, a cashier's check, like to get my own money. You know what I mean? The other day, $8 at Chase. It was nuts. The reason they do that is because their overhead costs are so freaking high. So mm-hmm. I love online banks. They have very low fees. They often reimburse you for ATM fees. Um, and if they don't reimburse you, they have, a, um, they have a, you know, free fees up to a certain dollar amount. Um, no monthly maintenance fees to worry about. Um, uh, and on top of that, they actually earn you something on your money. Um, okay. So Ally is 1% on their savings accounts. And I, I don't forget what the checking account interest rate is. I actually don't have a checking account with them. Um, and Capital One 360 is 0.75%. Okay. Uh, and like that may not sound a, like a lot, but uh, my Bank of America, my old good old Bank of America savings and checking account was like 0.01% uh, interest, which was like maybe two pennies <laughs> a year from yeah, them. Yeah, which is cray. Cray cray. So that's my shout out. Ally Bank, Capital One 360s, those are good ones. Um, and just, you know, Magnify Money, I'll give another shout out to them. If you want to just shop around for a better savings mm-hmm. or checking account, it's not that hard. People don't, people, like, people wait forever to change their banks. It's crazy. Like, they, it's, it seems like a lot of work, but it's, it's really not that hard to transfer banks and to get out of a bad bank and get to a bank that actually earns you some money and treats you better and doesn't charge you so many fees. Um, but a good place to start, I love Magnify Money's savings account um, comparison page because we just lay everything out. Every single bank, we look at them and we rank them based on their interest rates and their fees and also how transparent they are about their fees, which kind of like sets our page apart, I think, from other ones out there. Um, so if you if you want to shop around, you're interested, you're curious, um, you, can, you can definitely start there. But I don't know. If you're not banking online, I don't know what you're doing with your life. <laughs> Um, I want to give a shout out to, um, I'm going to see, um, I don't know, just like team, like the last few like weeks have just really shown me how important it is to have like an awesome dope team around you, you know, cause sometimes there's just so many things floating, so many things happening. It's hard to keep up with things, but I have an awesome, awesome, awesome team. And I'm recognizing that it's not just like the team for the budgetista. It's like my life team. Superman is part of the team. Supergirl, my sisters, just having like such a great support system. And so that's my brown boost. I'm feeling in a great mood. I'm not trying to put any uh, Debbie Downer vibes out there because I want this dang old house. I want a park in my backyard. (laughs) (laughs) I want my park. What? I'm already like, well, I'm gonna put a hammock right here. (laughs) Um, so yeah, so that's my that's my brown boost. It's just the teamwork makes the dream work. We will indeed. So now it's time for wins. I feel like you're moving us along. I know you're about to pack and go to California. You're like, <laughs> gotta move this train along. <laughs> yes, I cannot wait to go. But I'm like, yes, I I gotta get up at like four a.m. So I'm like, ugh, I'm not looking forward to it. Oh, um. So yeah, so wins. Um. I can guess what you're. I just thought. So we've had her on as a win before. We actually had her on as a guest, Lovey Ajay. My win is so epic for her. So Lovey, I'm like, we didn't talk about this last week, did we? No, no. this is new. This is new and so awesome. It's like beyond awesome. I'm like, I can't even believe it's happening. So for those of you who don't know, Lovey, we had her on before. She's amazing. She's funny. She's smart. She is the personification of black girl magic. And what I love so much about Lovey is that it's not just that she's just really dope. She's actually so nice. Like she's always looking out for you. Like she'll hit me up if she sees an opportunity or like just, she's just a really dope, nice person. And, um, 
and you know, when, even from first meeting her in person and her not knowing me, she wasn't one of those, who are you again? Are you important? Hmm, not that kind of person at all. And so Lovey has a New York Times bestseller, Be Clear. It's called I Am Judging You. She shared it with us on a podcast. And as if it wasn't cool enough that her first book was a New York Times bestseller and, you know, did really well. Accolades genuinely of- funny. Yes, accolades on top of accolades. I mean, every celebrity you could think of holding the I Am Judging You book. Shonda, a.k.a. Call Me Miss Rhymes, has <laughs> bought the rights to Lovey's book. Are you kidding me? And it's going to make a, a, a comedy series. Like, if it's unbelievable. Because, one, Lovey first was connected with Shonda because Lovey used to do used to live tweet Shonda shows right, and so that yeah. was like her so just to see that and like in 2012 Lovey used to tweet like one day you're gonna see me she always wanted to she just told me like personally and like in chatting like when I saw her in person once that you know I'd love to be a TV writer I could see that I love to write I'm a writer this is what I love to do and she shared some tweets from like three or four years ago even earlier than that like 2012 where she says you know one day you're gonna see my name, name in the credits and to have Shonda the queen of TV let's be clear Shonda Rhimes is the dictator of TV, right? She owns Thursday night. She owns your soul on Thursday. And to have her develop Lovey's book, I Am Judging You, into a, a comedy series. I, I don't even know how Lovey is able to, to, to just stand. I mean, like, <laughs> just how? How can you stand it? She said the other day, and I, I thought it was so cute. She was like, honestly, it feels so surreal. I'm feeling like I'm watching a good-ass movie on somebody else's life. And I'm like, yo, this movie is good as hell, y'all. <laughs> she's like it doesn't feel real and, I, and what I love and someone said this because I had posted about it someone's like what what excites them almost as much as the fact that Lovey is do has this deal with Shonda is the number of women of color that have posted about it and shared it because Lovey and I said it's a testament to her character because she's so awesome we are I am so genuinely excited for her. like it's me when I read it I was like are you kidding like I'm telling like Superman like yo so lovey because he knows lovey and he was like what so we're all excited it's not even me but yeah so that is the the win on wins on wins and I'm just really proud of her and what I love is that um lovey is using this opportunity to also teach us along the way she's she she uh Facebook the other day that that although that this is a huge deal. People think that that means she's rolling in the dough. And she's like, you know, I want to share the good, the bad, the ugly of this whole process. And she said, can I buy some more Oxford shoes and some more blazers? Yes. Am I super rich now? No, mm-hmm. that that's not how it works, that the more money you make, the more people you have to hire, the more money you have to spend. And she's just like, I love the fact that she's showing the other side to this. So, yeah, she's just awesome. And so I'm proud of her. Oh, that makes me so happy. Because mm-hmm. especially for kids out there, just pe- anyone who's like a writer or whatever, it, it sounds all glamorous. You know, Cheryl Strayed wrote an amazing or it was a, an amazing like excerpt from her. She's the, the the author of Wild and like she's like super famous and she wrote like the real story of what it's like to be an author and how the book advances work. And so I think that's it's it's great to tell the other side of the story. And and like TV business is rough, like because a while back, Issa Rae, before she did the HBO show, Shonda La- Shonda. And her team had bought the rights to Issa's book and we're going to, or not her book, but she, they were going to work with um, Issa Rae on developing a series. Um, and then that didn't work out. I don't think a- ABC was like down for it or whatever. And she had to yeah. bounce back and came back with HBO. But it's rough out there. Um, but I feel like Lovey, Lovey's star is like this rising. I mean, it's like up in the skies and the universe is in a different like. Yeah. It's in a different stratosphere right now. And it's really exciting for her. And just 
Shonda, I feel like Shonda and, and, and it reminds me of like Ava DuVernay, but these are women who are like reaching back yes. and lifting people up behind them, which is, yep. which, you know, you don't really get to see a lot of. And it's just like, and here's why we need more women in power, please. Yes. Um, yes. So they can look behind them and see who's, who needs to catch up and give them that leg up. And oh, it's exciting. I can't wait. Yeah. Right. So we need to have her back on the show then, right? To tell us when and details yeah. and what and like what's the story going to be? Like what? Is yeah. she going to be in it? Who's who's playing her? Right. Um, oh, who would you get to play her? I don't know. And I'm like, how, how is it really going to go? A great like, it's a- unknown actress. Like I think that she needs an original, like someone new. But I wonder if it's like because because I I am judging you really isn't like a story of Lovey's life right, necessarily. Yeah. So like is it gonna be like a collection of different stories? Is it gonna be like skits? Like who knows? I'm just whoo child. But yeah, we definitely have to have her back on again. For sure. Okay, you work on that. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, that's the hint. Do it. I'm like, do right. it. <laughs> Get me in with Lovey. Um, no, it's amazing. Yay! I'm gonna tag team off of that win. I can't think of anything better than that. <laughs> right. It's just awesome. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.